0: Hey there. I am so glad you're here. So let's talk about homeschooling and let's get it all into perspective. I think the thing is, is that for many parents, this is, well, it, for a start, it's Groundhog Day, but also it's that deja vu with the difference because in all honesty, the majority of us don't want to be here. And I think it's worth noting that actually, in all fairness, this situation that we have found ourselves is not actually homeschooling. At best, it's distance learning. And at worst, it feels like you're sort of organizing a sack of cats. The majority of you are not here by choice. Many of you are struggling and many of you are trying to, air quotes, homeschool your child whilst you are holding down a job as well. But I just want to put your mind at ease if I can, in that I've been speaking, I've got a number of teachers in my family um, and teaching assistants, but I've also been speaking to other teachers who are throwing their hands up and going, to be fair, to be honest, schools don't know the rules either schools do not know what they're doing there have been so many blimmin new turns there have been no plan b as in the government announcing that our kids aren't doing um gcses or a levels this year but hang on a minute we don't quite know what the alternative is you really would have thought that maybe a plan b would have um put people's mind at rest but it will come so schools have had no notice for um really you know sort of to be honest, have had no notice about um, lockdown, about homeschooling, and therefore have had very little preparation time. So if you are a parent who is feeling overwhelmed by the barrage of um, information that you have been sent, or the mountains of work that you feel your child um, has got to go through, to be honest, schools have just sort of cobbled together stuff and sort of emailed it or sent it to you in in, in the hope, and and this is no disrespect to them, but in the hope that, you know, you are kept occupied. That said, there are many parents saying to me that schools are doing nothing and and, and not providing sort of information. One hopes now that sort of now we're in lockdown three that potentially, um, you know, there's a sort of happy medium. But loves, this isn't a competition. This isn't a race. And all the work that is being provided for you are suggestions. Um, It is not, and I repeat, not your responsibility to teach your child. I'm hearing from many parents who are sort of saying, do you know what? I mean, especially those of teens, um, you know, who are sort of saying their work is way over my head or I didn't even understand this when I was at school, so how can I support my child? I don't know what they're doing and I don't know how to advise them because really, let's face it, the job has been thrown on parents and teachers, you know, to, to an extent, but parents to fill that education gap. And it's not fair, it's not right, and the majority of you, let's face it, are not trained or qualified to do so. So I am going to give you a number of pointers. It's not going to tell you how to do quadratic equations. I'm not going to tell you how to remember all the battles in, in sort of, you know, between, I don't know, Genghis Khan and, and, and the World War II. I'm not going to tell you any of that. What I am going to do is to offer you Um, suggestions that will help alleviate the pressures at home and hopefully will make you all feel a little bit more relaxed. Number one, start off gradually. Now, I am speaking really, I am speaking to parents of teenagers. Um, if you've got younger kids, I get it. You're going to have to be a bit more hands on. But also, if you have got younger kids, then you have a sort of uh, a higher degree of flexibility as as a uh, regarding the curriculum. But this is the parent and teen toolbox. So let's really focus on teenagers. You need to start off gradually. Um And by that, I mean, don't expect everything to go smoothly. It is your role. As I said, it is not your role to teach. It is your role to offer guidance to your child. And with that will come a lot of wiggle room. And to begin with, there will be sort of, um, you know, okay, this is lockdown three. So maybe you're sort of beginning to get in your groove. And and therefore, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that because this is sort of third time around, it's now, it's now no longer on charted waters. You do actually know what you're letting yourself in for. But that said, it doesn't mean that all this will be seamless. It, it, you know, it does mean that there are still, um, you know, there are still going to be teething problems. So start off gradually and allow some mm-hmm. slack for one another. Number two, create a working environment that works best for your child. Um, a lot of the time it's, right, okay, well, we're all going to sit down in, on the, at the kitchen table and you've got to do this and, you know, you've got to be fully dressed and you've got to have X, Y, and Z, and the got tos and the shoulds are just going to, um, they're just going to annoy them. Um, maybe your child doesn't need a desk. Maybe your child is okay working on the couch. Maybe your child is fine working in bed. I, my most productive time is in the morning when I haven't even got out of bed and I am planning and I am, you know, so I I get it. I know that uh, I'm really productive before I even jump out of bed. And sometimes I don't even get out of bed until 11 o'clock because I'm on a roll. So again, as I said, hit some slack here. The location is really not crucial. What you're looking for is a place where your child is happy to work because if they're happier and more comfortable and content, they're more likely to get the stuff done. Now, allow them to listen to music if they need to, if that's what works for them. I do draw the line at TV because, um, you know, we're, we're, it's that's sort of really it does take your eye off the ball. But background music, in my opinion, is fine for those kids that – don't like working in silence and it's a given have all the um equipment that you need many of them will need printers and many of them some kids like workbooks maybe some kids like a corkboard or whatever it is see ask them and see what works best for them. Um, we've just sort of cleared uh, the attic for my son, who he's not a teenager, but he's got to get work done. And we moved a desk and we gave him a better chair. And but, but there's somewhere really comfy for him to sort of slouch when he just can't be bothered to sit at a desk the whole time. And yeah, we put a nice plant there and, you know, sort of made sure that it was well ventilated and stuff like that. And because he had a say in his environment, he's actually more content working there. So I think the thing is with teenagers, they need to have an input and that's important. Now, here's the big one really, is get them to manage their own time. Again, you're going to need to give them guidance. That's important. Um, but They need, to some extent, they need to have a schedule, um, a routine. It doesn't mean that um, it has to be stuck to religiously, um, you know, but to have some sort of routine really helps to begin with, so they know what's expected of them and so they know what um, you know, what what, what they need to do. Maybe you need to do an assignment sheet, maybe you need to create a timetable. Maybe, you know, all these things sort of will sort of work themselves out. But perhaps they just need, I don't know, hourly slots of managed, you know, allocated time. So, you know, to nine, between 10 and 11, it's going to be maths, but then maths is really hard going. So let's have something really light afterwards and that sort of thing. Um, you will, you, it's best for you to be on hand to help them work this out, but allow them to dictate it to some extent, because once our kids buy into this sort of thing, they are more likely to follow through. And also this is, you know, we sort of sit here and go, oh, for flip's sake, well, I'm, you know, my child's not learning and my child doesn't. These sort of these skills, these are so important. These transferable skills that they are learning about punctuality, about time management, about sort of allocation of tasks. I mean, this this is project management. Um, so if they can learn how to do this now. Let's look at that as a win, they don't necessarily have to complete everything by the end of the day, but maybe have weekly sort of goals for them to look to so that, you know, they can sort of learn to manage their time that way. Number four, which is on the back of number three, but an early start is not always vital. Our child's sleeping habits, our teenagers' sleeping habits are different to ours and they are different to when they were younger. So the very fact that they are homeschooling is a bonus for for them from their sort of circadian sort of rhythm. They do. They are programmed to go to bed later. They are programmed to get up later. So unless you really have to, do they really need to be sitting there sort of all sort of squeaky clean and washed behind the ears at sort of half past eight? Is it a deal breaker? Because if it means, and and, you know, many schools will sort of kick me for saying this, but if it means that your child is going to be resentful and destructive and not really coming to the table feeling happy, maybe have a chat to the school and saying, do you know what? I will ensure that my child gets their work done, but... They're going to be starting the day a little bit later and finishing a little bit later, but we will get the work done. It is also worth being realistic at this stage and understanding that your child does not have to be, in air quotes, at school. They do not have to be homeschooling seven hours a day. Number five, now is the time to empower And yet, to support your child, they can, we, you know, that sort of, you know, we we, we all know that we learn by mistakes. We all learn that, you know, we all know that um, it's only by getting things wrong that we learn the best lessons. And what a great way to do it whilst you are there to support them. So maybe just give your child the opportunity to go it alone for a while. Maybe just give them the opportunity, dare I say it, to prove themselves to you and to them that they are able to cope with homeschooling, that they are able to manage their own studies, that they are able to get the work done in their own time. Now, what I do suggest is that they have someone that they are accountable to, whether or not it's you, whether or not it's, I don't know, an older sibling, whether or not it's... Um, you know, a teacher, whether or not it's a study buddy. We'll talk about that later. But um, it's worth just sort of giving your child the opportunity to just cope with this. And this is where they build their transferable skills, but it's empower them to take responsibility of their own work. And okay, you might have to help them to create to-do lists and that that schedule and that timetable because all that leads to less stress when they know what's expected of them and when they know what they have to do. But listen to your child and see what works best for them. Number six, let's get the work-life balance in balance. Um... I think the thing is, is that for many kids, you know, in the normal, in, when it was pre-lockdown, the school day is really, really long. It's very demanding. Okay, they don't have the travel now, which is probably a bit of a bonus. But um, all work and no play makes Jack a very dull whatever. So let's see if we can encourage our kids to get some sense of balance. It doesn't all have to be about studies and also it doesn't all have to be on screen so encourage them to unplug encourage them to exercise encourage them to switch off and relax encourage them you know to productively just take their foot off the pedal a bit especially especially at the minute when we're realizing that they do not have the exams um you know the the A levels and the GCSEs at the you know in the summer I'm not saying to not do anything, but let's just make sure that our child has the correct mindset. Now, at time of recording, this is in January. Give give them the tools to create the right mindset that will take them through their homeschooling in a longer term. Number seven. Well, you know what they say, it's quality, not quantity. So... Um, Let's just make sure your child doesn't have to do it all. Um, Sorry, teachers. And and many teachers will agree with this. Um, Your child doesn't have to do everything that is set for them. There again... If they're just going to settle for the bare minimum, then they're going to coast a bit. So it is about, again, finding that balance. But don't feel under pressure that everything has to be achieved, you know, sort of because kids work at different paces, different, you know, kids work um, and have different ways of working as well. So just make sure that your child is... (laughs) Where where possible attending the live lessons it i mean you know schools will have their own stipulations about that um but you know it's, it's, it's this this all of this applies to students as well i mean I've sort of been saying to so many students i you don't necessarily have to attend a nine o'clock lecture, but what I do want you to do is to make sure that you have watched that nine o'clock lecture um, on the replay by the end of the week um so that again they have a bit of say um in what they're doing but it, you know sort of it doesn't necessarily have to be that they have to do every single maths question it doesn't you know it doesn't mean that they have to do you know sort of all um, of what's set for them, unless of course the, you know the, the, there is the, the the caveat here that you you you've got to follow the schools sort of guidelines. But I think many schools are sort of would rather have regular, little, and often um, sort of you know interaction with the child rather than um, you know sort of just them really really struggling if that makes sense. Number eight. Acknowledge the limitations of the situation that we are in, you could have space sort of um problems. there could be the fact that you've got sort of a number of kids and they're all competing for space. It could be the fact that you you know you adults um are are also sort of struggling with sort of time constraints it's It's a bugger for for kids not being able to see their friends they're not allowed to get out. they are zoomed out and so again, be kind, be compassionate, not only to your kids, but to yourself. Because um, I think at the end of all this, what's more important than anything else is self-care. If you have got a child that by the end of the academic year has reached burn, burnout, you've achieved nothing. Um They need to be able to come out of homeschooling, come out of social distancing, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, with a good mental health um, regime and a good mindset. So, yeah, there might be a bit of backslide, you know, that's why schools have cancelled exams, because they know that, the, that your kids will not have been able to learn properly. So to that extent, they're taking the foot off the, 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 you know, they're taking the pressure off already. So you don't have to do everything, but just do some stuff and see how that goes for the time being. Number nine, as I said earlier, there are opportunities here. Opportunities to learn about time management, to learn about your child's or to, to, to give your child more independence, to allow your child to develop their organizational skills and also for your child to understand that they can cope with the challenges that are thrown at them. And hence, this builds resilience. Number 10, stay organized. Yeah, I would suggest that after a couple of weeks, you may or may not be in your groove. If you are in your groove, stick to it. Um, stick to the schedule that you have created. Tweak it where necessary. If you're not in your groove, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up, but maybe talk to the school. Um Definitely, if you're anything like me, you need lists. When your brain's too full, you can't function properly. So create lists and, and teach your child the benefit of this um, because there's nothing better than, um, you know, writing lists and at the end of the day being able to cross stuff off. But stay organized, and if you need support, then ask for it. Number 11, find a study buddy. Um, your child may have some great great friends but not all of them work you know have the same work ethic um but find someone who your child can sort of communicate with or can sort of you know chat to um so that they can set their own goals so that they can sort of get some support if they're a bit stuck because i tell you what if you're anything like me trying to understand what your child is learning is is quite tricky you know what what how you did it in your day is very different to how they do it now um, and uh, along many subjects. So they might need a study buddy or, you know, find someone online or th- there's so much going on now. Thankfully, there's so much online. So see if your child can find someone who is at the right stage for them and that you, they can sort of, you know, just share the highs and the lows with. Number 12, ask for help. Now, I said that earlier, but, you know... With with anything that's going on, I think as long as your school are in the loop, as long as they are aware of their situation, I know many schools to understand kids that have got anxiety issues. I know many kids, um, you know, who are struggling and their schools are being absolutely brilliant and saying, no, they don't have to tip up at the right time or, you know, have they tried X, Y and Z. So schools will bend over backwards so long as you communicate with them. And the sooner you do that, the better, you know. Rather than all, well, I don 't want to bother them, tell them what's going on earlier rather than later, because sometimes problems can be nipped in the bud at, a, you know, at an earlier stage. So ask for help from schools. ask for help from i don 't know even if it's sort of you know other parents or, or come and join my Facebook group because you know we, we can we offer sort of advice there with people who are struggling. Um, but find the support that you need. Because I've said your child, you know, get a study buddy for your child. But for you, ask for the help that you need, um, if only just to let off steam. Number thirteen, do us all a favour, ditch perfection. You do not have to be the latest school guru. You do not have to break any sort of educational min- milestones here. It is your job. keep your child happy and safe and if you can muddle along with homeschooling as well then this is going to be a bonus so um maybe you don't have to set the bar so high and give yourself and your child some slack number 14 always maintain a sense of humor um gosh if you've got a happy child you've got a productive child you know what it's like if you've got a happy workforce they're more productive so if someone's having a shitty time then take time out and go and do something fun um you know watch a sort of a funny movie or do do a have a game of cards or do i don't know cut and paste or make cookies or something or just just try and see the, the, the sort of, you know, the, the the bright side and try and sort of see that, yeah, this is a crappy situation, but actually with a bit of love and a bit of a sense of humor, you can, you can, you will, you will pull through this. Number 15, for those of you that are working as well, um, maybe just sort of manage your time and your Child's time, so that the big work chunks don't coincide. So maybe, maybe it's all right to say to your child, "Do you know what? I'm going to be working between eight and ten. Then you can work between ten and twelve, and then let's have lunch together. And then maybe you can do two till four, and I'll do four till six, or whatever works for you. So when you're working, give your child the opportunity to have time out so that they're doing stuff that they enjoy, be it, I don't know, gaming, or if they are watching telly, or if they're scrolling with their mates. Because I tell you what, when they are happy in doing that, they will not disturb you. I mean, that's a fact. You know what it's like. You wonder where the heck they've been, and they're just sort of sitting there sort of having a FaceTime with their mates. So it's okay that you are not all working a a seven-hour day, and that's okay. But maybe just sort of work out what slots it's, you know, one slot it's child's time to work and the next slot it's your work time. And then give them the space just to switch off when, you know, when needs be. Number 16, be flexible. Yes, have routines. Yes, have lists. Yes, be organized. But you know what? There will always be something that needs to be done. So if maths isn't clicking, then do writing. If geography isn't going well, do art. If, you know, do you get my gist? And the thing is, is that, you know, it, it doesn't all have to be, oh, well, my, my sort of timetable says you've got a whole hour for maths where you've got to keep going. Nah, that, it doesn't work that way. As I said, we need a happy workforce here. So we may as well, you know, so sort of flexibility will, is, will be your friend, Number 17, play to your child's strengths. Find what their strengths are and work with that. Many kids are visual. Okay, we'll get them to learn from YouTube videos. You know, many kids are audio sort of bent. We'll get them listening to audio books or podcasts. How cool is that? It doesn't all have to be from a textbook, and you know, if speak to the school and sort of say, well, you know, sorry, but you t- that teacher isn't sort of terribly inspiring, or especially with um, you know, sort of university, some teachers just don't instill, or some tutors do not instill motivation, and and you know, so so find different ways. Get get you and your child to. Um, Maybe just investigate online and see more fun ways of of learning. How cool would that be? Number 18, break things down into bite-sized chunks. You've heard what they say, how do you eat an elephant? And it's one bite at a time. So break things down into more manageable chunks. I was speaking to a student who said that he sort of has two-hour lectures and it seems to be, you know, death by PowerPoint with no breaks. I mean, are you serious? Our attention span... Historically, are, are getting smaller and smaller. So, twenty minutes. So, you know, maybe have a twenty-minute challenge for your child. Maybe have a sort of, you know, just just break everything down and sort of, you know, th- there is something called the Pomodoro method, which is basically you do um, set an egg timer and you do a task for twenty minutes and then you have a five-minute break and then you do another task for twenty minutes and you have a five-minute break and you do this for the hour and then you have a longer break. Um, So how much easier is that to manage rather than sort of say to your child, you have, you know, double maths and you've got to sit there and endure it? No, why not just sort of go, okay, well, you've got, um, you know, go go and sort of do these exercise or do this exercise and that should take you 20, 25 minutes and then you can have a break. How much better is that going to be? And, and, you know, it's it's schools should have cottoned on to this by now. And if they haven't and if they're still sort of, you know, trying to – sort of, you know, teach your child for an hour and a half at a time, maybe just put a gentle suggestion in because our attention spans are, I think they they do sort of say, you know, after 45 minutes, after 45 minutes anyway, productivity bombs. So try the Pomodoro method and see if that works for you and your child. Number 19, don't focus on what you can't do oh, well, it's so, so awful, I can't do this, and I'm just sort of struggling with that. No, 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 no. Pat yourself on the back and and be positive and focus on what you can do and focus on that, well, God, you know, I sort of switched off after three quarters of an hour, but the first 20 minutes are great. Hurrah, what's the learning from that? But it is, it's a matter of um, seeing, you know, sort of seeing how you can achieve the things that you need to do and just avoiding all this, doom and gloom, because we are trying our best. We're doing the very best we can with the resources that we have. Many of this has just been thrown at us, as I sort of said before. We are learning by the trip and fall method. So, okay, you know, it's not all going to go according to plan. That's okay. Number 20, find a passion project for your child. Um, It can be school-related, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. But find something that they are really keen about, something that they haven't had time to do before. Because, you know, in the school day, um, you know, sort of pre-lockdown – invariably with travel and everything, it was about eight till four. And by the time they get home, they're blimmin' knackered. And no wonder they just want to sit and sort of switch off on, on, on social media or sort of through their Xbox or something. But find something now that they are keen to learn about. Find something, maybe they can find a sort of, you know, a passion project buddy here. But it could be, I don't know, it could be building a treehouse. It could be knitting. It could be podcasting. It could be cooking. It could be anything. It could be climate change. It could be American politics. Good luck with that one. Um, But do you know what I mean? It could be anything that is slightly not related to school, which actually is even better for your kids because, um, because this will come from their choice. And we know that when we do things out of choice, then we commit to them better. But if your child has got a passion project, maybe, you know, give yourself permission, give them permission that actually they're going to do their schoolwork until two in the afternoon and then the passion project for the next couple of, of, um, you know, hours. And it could be anything, but it's something that they can invest their time in. And it could be Giving back to the community, it, it, you, you know, sort of, you can find loads of different things, but something that just lights the fire in their belly. Parents number twenty-one don't admit to being crap at something, <laughs> and by that I mean. If your child is struggling with maths, don't do the oh I was awful at maths. Oh God, I totally get it. It's really really hard. Oh God, I I totally get it. You know, I I couldn't do it either, because that sort of gives your child a get out clause for not trying. It's oh well sure, mum you know mum couldn't do this or dad couldn't do that, so I don't have to either. So what I would suggest instead is oh. I get it. It's really hard. I, I, it, it's, but I tell you what, I know you've got this. And when you crack it, it's going to be brilliant. And just sort of encourage them to keep on trying. Because as soon as our kids have the opportunity to bail, believe you, me, they will do. And finally, finally, celebrate the wins. And they will be big. And they will be small but celebrate your little achievements. Even if it's, oh my God, you got out of bed with five minutes to spare. That's absolutely brilliant. Or, you know, or even it's it's all about positive um, intention. It's all about praise. And if it's, uh, did you, you know, did you manage to do that? Oh, I'm so proud of you. Or you see, I told you, you could, this is so cool. And just start appreciating how well your child is doing. Stand up for them, look after them, nurture them, praise them and celebrate those wins. And it could be something along the lines of, do you know what, you have done so well today, why don't you just stop half an hour early and I'll make you tea and toast. Or it could be, do you know, just just keep going and, and, and I've just got the kettle on and I'll be with you. And, you know, you can sort of will be done in half an hour or whatever it is. But celebrate your achievements, yours for being so brilliant and sort of doing this, (laughs) invariably not out of choice, but also celebrate the wins that you and your child are getting through this. Because at the end of the day, what you really want is for you and your child still to have a relationship at the end of all this rubbish. Because this homeschooling, as I said, it's not your job to ed- educate your child. It is not, in fact, homeschooling um, at all. It's blimmin' well firefighting. You do not have the freedom of choice here, or that's unfair, actually. You you have not chosen to be in this situation. You actually do have the freedom of choice to pack it all in and say, you know, I'm, my kid, kids aren't doing this. Um, but again, it's a sort of you know what what are the consequences of that but homeschooling real homeschooling you actually have um you have the freedom of choosing the curriculum and what we're doing here filling the education gap or managing our child's online learning um we don't have so much of that freedom and so this is where the problems lie because we do feel as though we're doing this with our hands tied behind our back. So celebrate everything that you are, ch- are achieving. Yes, it sucks. So my darling friend, give you and your child some slack. So I'm sending you much love. And in the meantime, stay happy and stay safe. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favor, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.